now I'm recording. Now you're recording. Good. Yes. Now I'm recording. Hello. 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 I'm David West. This is Kurt Steinard. You know, we didn't introduce ourselves last time. Oh. I tried. And well, I mean, kinda, we like, talked over the me. end of it. Yeah, yeah. But so like, that at least, both. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, I actually need to pull up the... I have a bunch of notes. I need to pull those up. To talk about yeah. yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes. Um... Let's so for see. you who are all informed, best picture went to uh, The Shape of Water, which everybody but myself apparently enjoyed. I'm sorry that I didn't enjoy a Beauty and the Beast rehash, but with fish dicks. Why are you so transfixed on, on the private part that we never saw? Because the thing is, is there was no reason for that to be brought up in, in the movie at all. What there are you could talking have been, about? There could have been a like a non-physical love. The thing of just, uh, f- first off, it's a fucking fish. Okay, okay. Fish don't have dicks. They have cloacas. This one does. Because he is technically an amphibian. Yes, I understand that. Yes, amphibians also have cloacas slash dicks, but at the same time, you're, and I know this is a science fiction movie, and I know that there's a certain science fiction fantasy. Science fiction fantasy where you're supposed to take a certain grain of salt with your your physics and your your re- reality of it. But the thing was, is in all honesty, the reason why I honestly didn't like this movie not because of the whole sex scene between those two. It's just I found the movie boring. Oh I just man, I've watched it like four times. So I was even texting you during the movie because I was just bored. <laughs> So Del Toro explained it uh, to NPR. This is a quote from him. The movie is about connecting with the other. You know, the idea of empathy, the idea of how we, how we need each other to survive. And that is the original title of the screenplay I wrote. It was a fairy tale for troubled times. was the name of the movie. Um, because I think that this movie that uh, is incredibly uh, permanent... Or per- yeah. And... Almost like an antidote in a lot of cynicism and disconnection that we experience day to day. Um, the movie itself is about uh, all the characters are the others. Um, the main character is mute. Most of the dialogue is coming from a gay man and a black woman, which was odd due to the setting in 1962. Um, I thought it was the 50s. It was the no, 60s. no, it's 1962. Huh. Um, all all the characters are different and lonely. Oh, lonely. So it, it just it, it brings in that that empathy that that something apparently I love something apparently I lack then if I didn't connect with the movie yeah, yeah apparently <laughs> um, it, it's just that ability to fall in love with someone like you but who's also very different than you but I mean the ability to fall in love has its bounds like falling in love with a human is easy because you are also human, but falling in love with something that is not human... I knew you'd bring this up. I knew you'd bring this up. Alright, so here's evidence against your fact. If you say furries, I'm gonna stop. No, 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 no. This is evidence that maybe you missed a vital part of the movie. Alright, this is from collected from uh, Paul uh, Tassier from Forbes. Alright. Holy shit, Forbes got into this? God damn. Okay, so, Elsa was actually found by a river with the scars on her neck as a child. I hated Frozen. I don't care. Huh? 
oh, Elsa. <laughs> the main character, I thought you were talking about Frozen. No, no. <laughs> no. That's a different Elsa. Elsa was actually found, she was found by a river with those scars on her neck as a child. A river that she may have theoretically emerged from. Elsa seems unnaturally comfortable with water, like in a sequence where she floods the bathroom to be uh, with a creature. She, uh... <laughs> there is a lot of masturbation. There's a lot. Um, she should technically be about to drown, but she looks at peace. Uh, Elsa has a... Uh, uh, Maybe she just wanted it to end. <laughs> no, she didn't. Uh, Elsa has a, a schedule of masturbation underwater in her bathtub every day, which obvious humans can do normally, but the film makes a point of showing this specifically, implying it's some of the significance. Her sexual desires are linked to water both before and after she meets the creature. True. The creature is shown to have uh, regenerative, restorative powers, healing wounds, or reversing time on Giles' bald head so he grows hair again. Therefore, turning the scars into gills doesn't really make sense unless they were uh, already gills to begin with. So the argument becomes then that Elsa is... The, the lines are perfectly straight, and no one can really understand why... Someone would randomly slice the neck of a baby and leave it by a river. So the implication is that he's simply restoring Elsa to her natural state. So the argument becomes that she is part of his race? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe an offshoot that's just a lot more pale and not blue? Um, maybe different species. Maybe she can't speak because of, uh, not because of the injury, but because she's never meant to speak like humans okay, so in the first place. Okay, so using that, that form of logic. It's not just logic, it's all laid out in the movie. But using that, using that, that storytelling, yeah. we've got the amphibian, and then we've got what would possibly be a, sci, uh, a pseudo-mermaid without the tail in whatever her name is. Elsa. Elsa. But, I mean... If that's what I would have gotten from the movie, maybe I would have appreciated it more. No, I think you need to watch the movie again but because all I the don't notes want to are watch there. The movie again. I was so bored. That's the reason. The thing was, is I don't feel like it was quick paced enough for me. And I like a lot of weird, slow movies, but when it comes to sci-fi, I guess I'm just used to the quick pace or story that I can really get into. I just wasn't getting into the story. Because of fish sticks? No, because I just was bored during the movie. The thing is, is it was too, too pleasant. It wasn't gritty. Like, Star Wars is gritty because is it? Star Wars is gritty. I've always enjoyed Star Wars because it's kind of gritty. Like, Rogue One was gritty, but the rest of it's not really gritty. Yeah, but I can't justify the reason why I just found this boring. It was probably the music. It was probably oh, the. The music setting, was the setting beautiful. was beautiful. Okay. The music, if I were to judge these by their by their individual pieces, yes, they were good. But as a whole, I just was not entertained. So, Shape of Water won best, uh, won four Oscars: best picture, best director, best achievement in music, and uh, best achievement in production design. See, everything together, everything separately. Yes, I can understand why it's a good movie. But when it came together as a whole for me, I just wasn't into it. How, how do you feel about Del Toro's other work? His other work is fantastic. 
So you enjoyed Hellboy. Okay, yeah. I enjoyed Hellboy. I enjoy Hellboy because that's gritty. I enjoyed Pan's Labyrinth because it's very what the fuck. This is very along the same lines as Pan's Labyrinth. In a lot of ways. Did you like Crimson Peak? I don't believe I've seen Crimson Peak. Okay. My the most the most that I've seen of him is Hellboy and uh, Blade Two. Pan's Labyrinth. Blade Two. Oh, I've seen Blade Two. I didn't know he directed that. Yeah. Huh. Did you uh, Pacific Rim? He was okay. I loved Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim was like fucking Power Rangers. It, it pretty much felt like Power Rangers. <laughs> it, it was a love letter to anime. Yeah. Yeah. I so, love that movie, and I can't wait for the second one. All right. So how about the? I I prepared. I was prepared to go like the entire like hour talking about this movie. I have notes for everything. Okay. Keep the notes coming, and I'll argue them. Okay. okay so, uh, best. It was nominated for thirteen. The most out of any other film this year. should have got 13, because 13 is a cursed number. Okay, but it won four. Um, so it was nominated for both Best uh, Performance by an Actress for Sally Hawkins, Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role for Richard Jenkins, and Best Performance for an Actress in a Supporting Role for Octavia Spencer. Maybe another reason I didn't really care for this, this story is because the main character, the, what's her face? Elsa. Sally Hawkins? I don't know. I just didn't like that scrawny bitch. Didn't care for her. What? Well, okay, first off, language. She is a lovely woman. She just seems malnourished. I don't know why. Oh, my God. All right, where's my notes on her? All right. There's nothing in my mind that makes this movie good. The whole, the separate pieces together, yes, everything separately is a good idea and is, it's performed well. But when it was brought together, I just was. I was rolling my eyes. I wasn't having fun. I was bored. I was waiting. For, I couldn't wait for it to be over. All right. This is this is a quote uh, Del Toro said about Sally Hawkins. Not only was she the first choice, she was the only choice. I wrote the movie for Sally, and I wrote the movie for Michael Shannon. Sally is. I wanted the character of Elsa to be beautiful in her own way, not in a way that is like a perfume commercial kind of way. That way that you can believe this, uh, believe that this character, this woman, would be sitting next to you on a bus, but at the same time she would have a luminosity, a beauty almost magical and ethereal. I agree to the part where this woman could be just sitting on a bus and you wouldn't pay her no mind, and that's pretty much how I thought about her as a character. It's like, she's a woman I would see on the bus, but I would care to talk to. Well, I, the thing is, you go on a bus, you don't want to talk to fucking anyone. That's just how it is. Man, I talk. I talk to everybody. I mean, you go I'm that first guy that'll be be willing to talk to somebody. I'll talk to. I'm not going to be the one who initiates conversation. It's going to be the other party, and I'll play along with it. But the thing, the thing is, is if I don't bug you, if you don't bug me, and I don't bug you, we walk our separate ways and we go. That's totally okay. I, I will never be the one to like. That's why I have a, a rather hard time with enticing people into sales because the thing is is if you don't you are a salesman i'm a salesman but the thing is is there's a difference between selling and knowing somebody needs to be sold selling is hey have you heard about our financing blah 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 or what can i help you with today what what is it that i need what need do you need fixed yeah that's the type of sale that i like doing is what need do you need to be 
fixed. I'm not going to try to sell you something that, you, if it ain't broke, you don't need to fix it. But if it is broke, it needs to be fixed and let me help you do that. Okay. That's just how my character is. Now, not saying that my character, I'm a separate person <laughs> from my character, but that's just how I am as a person. So, so okay. That was a uh, weird we were just tangent. Talking about, huh? That was a weird tangent. Yeah, I don't know where we got there from. Um, because you were talking, you don't like Sally Hawkins. Oh, yes. But there is a, a moment in The Shape of Water that I, I feel probably earned both Hawkins and uh, co-star Richard Jenkins the nomination. I liked the villain. The villain was, was believable. No, he wasn't. He was my least favorite part about that movie. He was movie. my favorite part of the because he was hammy. I like the hammy. Yeah, I mean, you get that from Michael Shannon. I, I, I take that back. He wasn't my least favorite part, but I, I enjoy Michael Shannon anyway. Um, he should have pulled off his fingers a lot earlier in the movie. Yeah, ooh. Um, but there's a moment in the movie where I think it got Hawkins and you Richard are Jenkins a god. That Oscar made me laugh. Yeah, yeah, that, oh made, yeah. that made me laugh too. Uh, but here's the quote. Uh, this, so the scene, it's when uh, Elsa is talking to to Giles, well, trying to, and trying to explain everything to him. Mm-hmm. And she's getting emotional, and of course she's just signing. Um, but it's the uh, here's the quote. And then he, Richard Jenkins is saying it back to the audience. Um, when he looks at me, the way he looks at me, he doesn't—he doesn't know what I lack or how I'm incomplete. He sees me for what I am and as I am. He's happy to see me every time, every day. Now I can either save him or let him die. And well, that's the, the same the emotion, the raw emotion that she was giving in that scene. That's good emotion, but. But if there was no emotion, if there wasn't, if I were to say that, say that, that, that snippet without mm-hmm. any context, the first thing that would come to my mind is he sees me for who I am and he's happy to see me every day, no matter what. First thing that comes to my mind is a loyal, faithful companion dog. They're happy to see you whenever you see, they see you because the thing is, is they're just not to the intellect of a human. But the thing is, is, oh my God, you're home, you're home. I'm so happy to see you. Where have you been all day? I ate the couch. <laughs> <laughs> that last part's the most important part. <laughs> and he does eat a cat. Exactly my point. <laughs> but he's he's a god. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. I mean I don't like the argument of God because the the idea of unknown biology is unknown biology, but to argue the God portion because the thing is is throughout the whole movie the the, the russian scientist states yeah. this is an organism we've never seen we have yeah. no idea what we're talking about biologically sure. they might have unknown uh healing abilities like there are a lot of uh strange amphibians and oh, yeah. lizards that have the ability to regenerate certain body parts like that's just normal biology but the the, the argument of a god is as somebody who is who was raised uh understanding mythology, uh, Christianity, and a lot of other religions, there's a, there's a step above mortality to a god. So when you try to argue something of an unknown biology, it makes sense, but when you argue something that has divinely powers, there's, there's a difference between quote unquote a miracle and biological understandable healing. Okay. I don't, I don't like the argument of, like, 
if I were to phrase it, I would more like pseudo-god kind of terms like demigod or half-god. Yeah, that makes sense because they're half of the divine. And I'm not trying to get into any theological debate. I just don't feel like the term god is a good source material because the thing is, is the idea of a god is it's immortal. It cannot be killed. It cannot be hurt. It is without being uh, understood. It is existent. It is beyond. It is beyond human understanding of their ability. That's that's the that's what I like. And the thing is, is this is this isn't beyond human understanding. This is something that you could theoretically, after dissecting it, after understanding it, you could see. Oh, this makes sense. It's not a miraculous event. Fair enough. I can't argue that. And that doesn't take away from the movie at all. Yeah, it doesn't. But I just. So, so uh, whatever. Uh, Next point. Let's go. <laughs> so, so, would you consider, consider the amphibian man the monster, monster of the movie? Okay, are we talking about monster as in grotesquely or monster as in hum in internal monster? Internal. Because the internal monster would have to be the main villain because he's just... Although he is very sympathetic. The thing is, is he's just following orders trying to provide for himself and his family, kind of. He doesn't really give a shit about his kids or his wife. Or his wife. Or his wife. But he gives, he gives a shit about himself. He's trying to make himself look good in the fact of I'm, I'm a military man, I'm doing what I'm ordered, is there any forgiveness for me from his superior? The whole idea is, I'm just trying to appease you. Yeah. Why, can't, why can't I appease you? I found, I found that he was a good, he's a good villain in the fact where like, he doesn't question orders, he doesn't, he doesn't and that, that idea of, he's not trying to be the villain, he just is, a, he, he naturally is an asshole, but he's a relatable asshole. Like, Whenever you're in a in a position where you're expected to do uh, to to do certain uh, tasks without question, like in military service, technically you're a good soldier, but does that make you a good person? That's a whole different thing. I don't want to talk about because there's so many people who get butthurt about the idea of just because I'm a good soldier doesn't make me a good man, or am I a good man because I'm a good soldier? I don't want to get into that. What I'm trying to say though is that he does what is asked of him, and he's good because of that. I, I do find it funny. In a movie full of others, the straight white male is, is the, uh, the cruel boss man who has like a superiority complex, and uh, y you know, he, he's, he's the epitome of a villain, and it's the only straight white male in the movie. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good comparison. And I, I, I like that uh, about how, like, pretty much everybody is from outside. Yeah. And he is the status quo of that time period. Yeah. Uh, even, even in the, the sex scene with his wife, he's, he's always out for what he wants. He didn't care about her at all in that scene. He just wanted to get himself off. Well, very, very un enthusiastic. Un well, at the same time, she asks him for uh, Corvette. And he goes out and he buys a Corvette. That wasn't a Corvette. Whatever it was. The, the fancy car. Well, he says he wants a new car. That's how the scene starts. He says he wants a new car. And, and then she out. gives a suggestion and he follows the suggestion. Just like I said earlier, the whole idea of following orders. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a bad guy, yes. 
but he's in, it's it's like in Wreck-It Ralph. Is am I a bad guy? Yes, but does that mean I'm a bad guy? No. You know what I'm talking about when they yeah, have the villain yeah. meet? Uh-huh. Just because, and it, it's it's anything. There's that's why I like Star Wars because the thing is is when you and I hate to go back to this, but the thing is is you know villains are villains because they are. They do evil deeds for the sake of doing so, evil so you deeds. Connect, you connect more with the bad guy in The Shape of Water. I don't connect with Elsa. I don't connect Eliza, with Elsa. I don't, connect with, I don't connect with anybody in the story because I just didn't want to. And I wasn't having fun. I was bored. I didn't want to connect to anybody. How did you go into this movie? I went into this movie like, this is a movie I have to talk about on the podcast. So you Let went into it thinking about work. work. Kind of. Try not to go into movies thinking about No, work. that's the thing. There's a lot of movies that I don't go into that thinking about that. Like, you know how I talked about Annihilation the other time? I went yeah. in there with a blank slate. I came out. I wasn't really. Have you seen it? I, I have not seen it, no. The thing is. I went saw Black Panther again. Black Panther's great. The thing is, is I went into Black Panther knowing I was going to have a good time, so I had a good time. I went into Star Wars knowing I was going to have a good time, so I had a good time. I went into Annihilation, and I went into uh, The Shape of Water with the same attitude. Let's see what the hype is about. Let's see if it, if it holds up. Shape of Water didn't hold up. Annihilation was, eh, that was strange. It wasn't good or bad. It was. It is. Would I watch it again? Maybe not. But I saw it. That's kind of how I went. That's how I came out of Shape of Water as well. Gotcha. Now, a move, the same thing happened with another Oscar winner, and that was uh, Get Out. Get out, I had no idea what I was going to feel when I went into there. And I came out ecstatic. That was a great movie because the twist was so good. The, the characters were so uh, precise for uh, what they were trying to argue. I enjoyed that movie so much. It was so the, the separation of what is human, what is inhuman, and the fucking TSA. That was a fun part of it. There's enough humor, there's enough, co- there's enough comedy, enough seriousness, and enough what the fuck's going on that I really got enticed into that movie. But this movie, I, just, I don't know why. And that's a slow-paced movie as well. Get Out was a slow-paced movie. Yeah. It didn't get really heated until like the third act. And I enjoyed that. But this movie, it just felt like I was bored through act one, two, and three. Hmm. So it's not that I'm unrelatable in the sense that I went into this movie with a bad idea. It's that it didn't speak. Some things won't speak to you. No, not, not every movie hits with everybody. That's why there's different movies. Which is why you should watch Rubber again, because it's a fantastic movie. <laughs> oh, another one that I discovered recently that I watched, it's another one of those really dumb movies. It's called Spork. Okay. Um, it's about this... Um, this, uh, what's the what's the term? It's not um, transgendered, but she is, but she was born with both, with hermaphrodite. Hermaphrodite. She's a, this this uh, hermaphrodite child who's going through puberty, and just the, the awkwardness of do I like guys? Do I like girls? Why am I colorblind when I'm mostly female or mostly male? It was an interesting movie that it's just kind of. It's kind of stupid. It's kind of lighthearted, and then the ending is kind of just a big joke. Hmm. I enjoy I enjoy that kind of movie that doesn't take it didn't take itself seriously, and that's why I like those movies because it's 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 kind of like trash f- cinema. 
like The Room. It takes itself too seriously, and that's why it's funny. Yeah. But movies that don't take themselves too seriously, that's I usually enjoy that. Like Zombievers. You go into a movie like Zombievers, yeah. talking about zombie beavers, you know nobody's taking it seriously. No, no, not at all. And the thing is, is that's why I enjoy it, because it's just a dumb fucking movie. So... Uh, I, I'm looking at the uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the, the negative reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Most of them are just having a hard time uh, uh, feeling anything for the characters. And that's what I feel. Okay. Because before the conversation, you always made it about the fish dick. And that's another another nail in the coffin for me, is that they had to imply. Like, I would have been... It wasn't just implied. It's not I just mean, that it's implied. It's, 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 it's canical. It's, it happened. And it happened. But the thing is, is... I would have felt better if they had just shown it instead of alluding to it because it's just kind of that idea of the hidden but not seen, but at the same time, you're just like... We didn't need to see it. We didn't need to see it, but at the same time, for that, it it would have been less awkward to have just seen it than the whole conversation of, how does he do it? It's just like, oh, it's a cloaca. Oh, that was kind of funny. funny. I thought that was awkward. I really just didn't... That... that All right. That made me cringe. Question, question. You you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, of course, I love Game of Thrones. Is it any less good because of another taboo that's in that show? But you see, the thing and is, we see it in that show. Yes, we see it in that show, and I mean, it's a guarantee. When you ever do Game of Thrones, you're gonna see at least one pair of tits every show. Yeah, I'm more talking. Okay, the multiple incest couples. Oh, you're talking about that. Oh, um... It doesn't take away from the enjoyment of Game of Thrones. It doesn't take away from the enjoyment of Game of Thrones, but that, when I was originally arguing it, that's one of the nails in the coffin, but there's multiple nails, in my opinion, for that not being... I know, I'm just trying to knock one of those nails back out for It's not gonna happen. Because you don't like fish dicks. I would've... Just like how I want Ugandan knuckles... Are you a gay fish? No, no. Let me let me finish my statement. Just like I like Ugandan Ugandan knuckles hypothetically showing up in Ready Player One, I really wanted a Kanye West joke to show up in this movie. That would have made this movie a hundred times better in my in my in my opinion if they had just like maybe maybe for like a, a ten second screening of just the gay fish joke from South Park. I'd have been like, this movie is amazing. This movie gets it. It's just a big joke. I I loved it. But it's not a big joke. It's a movie that's very relatable to a lot of people. People who aren't me. Apparently. Apparently. So, did you uh, did you get around to watching uh, Darkest Billboards? I haven't gotten three billboards yet, because the thing is, is I thought I was going to have the whole day off today, but apparently I had to re- report into work. So, what I was planning on doing this morning was waking up uh, a little bit early, going to... I going to where I work, picking yeah. up a table, putting it together while watching that. Oh, okay. But since I had to report in, I was like, well, I can't do that today. Yeah. I have it, but I saw Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour is an amazing movie. It really, really captures, if you've ever studied uh, Churchill, it really does capture his persona. It, yeah, he's a dick. Well, he's a dick, but he's, he's a dick that won the war. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the idea, the only thing that I found not believable, because I've heard... Uh, Churchill broadcast uh-huh. is, and this is no fault to Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman won Best Actor. He did, yeah. The only problem with it is that his voice was off, and that's the only gripe I have about this movie. It's, it's his voice is naturally high pitched, uh-huh. but Winston Churchill's more of a mid tone. Okay, that was my only gripe, and it, 
it, it didn't destroy anything from the vision of the movie, and I had a great time with it. I, it's, and as as you said, you could have honestly stopped the movie where Dunkirk began. Oh yeah, for sure. And then watched Dunkirk, and then seen uh-huh. the ending of Winston. It was great. That movie, I I believe that movie won the awards it should have won. Yeah, I think it only won best uh, best actor. It was nominated for uh, cinematography, which amazingly went to Blade Runner. Blade Runner was amazing. Yeah, it was visually stunning. The story was good, even though, even though, just like the original Blade Runner, how it had that uh, people aren't sure how to feel, mm-hmm. just like when the first one came out. I loved it. Oh yeah, me too. And back in the back in the day when the first Blade Runner came out, it was so far out there. People, the reason why I feel like a lot of people had a problem relating to it is just it was its own genre that didn't exist. Cyberpunk. It was like mm-hmm. the first cyberpunk. Yeah, which movie. I mean, then le- led way for like the Matrix and yeah. Uh, and Ghost now that it's established a genre, now yeah. it's a lot more appreciated, even though people still don't know what to feel. Tron, The Matrix. I'm fairly. Which one came out first, the original Tron or or Blade Runner? I feel like Blade Runner was Blade 84. Runner, I believe. Eighty four and eighty nine. I feel is the difference. Okay, I don't remember when. First Tron came out. I Have you seen the like, first Tron? Yeah, yeah. That's a. I feel like it was more like eighty-five. The first Tron's a hard movie to watch, not because it's it's not a good story, but because it's just so bright, so much yeah. white. Too I feel much like white. it was mid-eighties because by the by the late eighties, arcades were already dying. So yeah. Have you ever played Tron, the arcade game? Uh-uh. They have it over at Tappers. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. It's hard as fuck. Yeah, I bet. It, it, it pissed me off because the thing is, is I already had two beers. I'm like, oh, cool. That this actually is a game. I thought it was just a movie. Then I started to play. I was like, God, this is hard. <laughs> and then I realized that since I never played arcade games before, like the people like back in the day, they used to. It was like arcade games are unforgiving. Oh, yeah, they definitely are. And they're they have to be because they're meant to be money machines. Yeah. yeah. That's why I like pinball machines. You just have fun. <laughs> uh so I, I do highly recommend uh, watching uh, Darkest Hour. It's a beautiful film. Uh, the cinematography in it—I I was pulling for it for cinematography. Um, you can that, every frame in that movie is a gorgeous picture, mm-hmm. especially when they're in the uh, the, the big meetings. Mm-hmm. At, uh, no, what are those called? Why am I spacing it? The oh, like the congressional. No, 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 no. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Parliament. Parliament. Yeah. I, I would have gotten to there Eventually. at some point, yeah. Uh, man, uh, all the shots in the par- Parliament Hall were, were just stunning, especially at the end, that last one when he gives his big speech. And then he just walks out. And walks out. Uh, absolutely stunning. Powerful. Yeah, very powerful. Um, I do prefer it over Dunkirk. I wasn't the biggest Dunkirk fan. I haven't seen Dunkirk, so I wouldn't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. Uh, Dunkirk wasn't bad, but it wasn't my... It wasn't in my top. I heard that it it suffered from the Inception esque soundtrack where it's. Uh, Yeah, I I feel like the soundtrack was a bit overbearing. Um, (laughs) Of course, you can't hear Tom Hardy again. He's wearing a mask the entire time. Well, he's got his his normal acting status quo. He has to wear a mask. Yeah, right. And the thing is, is whenever you see him not wearing a mask, it just you don't recognize him. Like that movie where he was with Shia LaBeouf and they were like uh, 1930s gangsters. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a, I like that movie. Like the thing is, is I watched that whole movie and I didn't realize that that was Bane. 
<laughs> I forgot about that movie. I like See, that movie. What's even the name? a lot of people forget about the movie because it, it was on. I own it. I actually own the movie. Yeah, it's not really a good movie. It's kind of eh. I liked it. Um, but I uh, highly recommend uh, checking out Three Billboards, Francis McDormand, and... Uh, My dad watched it, and he said it was rough. Is it emotionally rough, or what is it? Is it gritty? It's, it's, it's emotionally rough. Yeah, there's a lot to, there's a lot to take in. Uh, Francis McDormand won uh, Best Actress in a Leading Role, mm-hmm. and Sam Rockwell won Best Supporting Actor uh, for Three Billboards. It's a beautiful movie. I, I want to see it. It's just that I haven't had time. It was the one. This might surprise listeners. That was the one I was pulling for to win Best Picture. After I see it, uh, I can either concur or disagree. Okay. But um, I, I was, I'm so glad I'm to get out one Best Coco, Original though. Screenplay. Coco looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, Coco's great. Did Isaac give it back to you? Not yet. Not yet. You forgot it yesterday. Okay. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. Like the minute I get my hands on that, I'll put it in. Yeah, I don't have time for it. uh, Joe Markham has my copy of Lady Bird. I'll let you borrow that as well. That's oh, who's the main actress in that? Because I see uh, her face all the Saoirse Rowan. Was was she in that movie where um, like Survivor or something? Where it's just like the Anna, Hannah, Hannah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's her. Uh huh. Um, Yeah, I I'll loan you both both of those when they come out Mm -hmm. or when I get them back. I mean, so. Um, in other news, Infinity War is right around the corner. Oh, I know. I'm so excited. Uh, Think Geek has the gauntlet. Yeah. I, I, uh, Wait, Think Geek, the story of the castle tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the... How much? How much do they 100 bucks. 100 bucks? 100 bucks. That's not bad. No, I and they have one where you can try it on. <laughs> they have one where you can do the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. I should have got... That's what the picture should have been that I took. I just took a picture of the glove. Uh, they get. They let you wear it before you yeah, buy it. Yeah, yeah, they have one, they have one there to try on uh it's massive look at look at that that is big um that's wait let me do you mind if i look that yeah, yeah, yeah. huh that's surprisingly well detailed for a hundred dollar purchase oh yeah it's it's great and like you can your hand goes in it and it has little pull down things for the to, fingers for the fingers and like the first thing i did i went with my dad i instantly <laughs> gave him the finger i was like hey dad <laughs> Middle finger sir, up on the Infinity Gauntlet. Sir, sir we're going to have to ask you to leave the store. No, no, they were kind of <laughs> laughing. It was right by the checkout lane. But, yeah, I I want that so bad. If I had a, a place to put it, I probably would have tried to convince the wife to uh You to have a place have to put it. it. You'll, you'll make a place for it. I'll just wear it all the time. Just Honey, I can't seem to find my way around the house. Don't worry. I'll light it. I'll light it. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? <laughs> And each of those, uh, each of the infinity st- uh, stones, you can push in and they light up. Or oh, so you wh- can take them out. No, you can't. You can't take them out, which I find odd. So you can push them in to show that you're controlling certain stones. Yeah, and when you move certain fingers, they light up and stuff like that. So and it so makes sound. So when you give the middle finger, which which uh, which stone are you utilizing? That would be the soul stone. <laughs> right there, the blue one. So accurate. I was going to say it's either the power stone just to show how much power you have, nope, or the that's definitely destroy soul your stone. soul. <laughs> destroy your soul. Yeah. <laughs> you see a middle finger that say "fuck you." Right. Right. <laughs> oh man, I, I can't wait for this movie. Um, I'm so excited. April 27th. I love Think Geek. 
Hashtag no sponsorship. No sponsorship. I, I enjoyed – the thing is, is when I first saw that they actually had, like, a storefront, I was like, oh, that's cool because I've ordered a few things off of them. Yeah. So they, I think they, they're a good story of an American startup. Right. Uh, small order over the, the computer, and then they get big enough where they can open up stores, and then they just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Although when they first formed, I think they were just like a Amazon hash, kind of like because you can get the same stuff on Amazon, but it's more curtailed. My favorite thing about Think because every time I would buy something from them, they'd always give me a sticker of a monkey. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because that's their their uh, mascot. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, I guess to wrap things up, uh, I know you have some place. No to sponsorship. Be. Yeah. Hashtag no sponsorship. Thank you if anybody's listening. We'll we'll take you. Um, yeah, to wrap things up, I highly recommend out of all the Oscar pictures I've seen, all but Call Me By Your Name. Um, I, I plan on it at some point. I'll watch. Isn't that it. the anime movie we watched? No, no, that's your name. your name. That's what it is. Which that's also should have been nominated. Movie. Yeah, well, that should have been nominated for best animated. It's a shame that it wasn't. Um, well, best foreign maybe. Yeah, that would have been all right too. Um, but Coco won best animated Which and was- best original song. Which should have, because it just looks like a fun ride. Um, a couple nominees that I highly recommend that haven't gotten a lot of buzz around. Um, the Big Sick, I really enjoyed. It was nominated for Best uh, Original it's Screenplay. It's a, uh autobiographical film about uh, Kamel uh, Nanjiani, uh, the Pakistani guy off of uh, 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 Silicon Valley. What's it about? Um, well, it's about him meeting his wife and her falling ill. Oh. And it's it's a great movie. It's funny. It's uh, They're still together. She doesn't die. So it's very hopeful. It's just a Speaking good about movies movie. that, that the main character should have died in, if you've ever read, I, had to, I was forced to read this in high school, and this will be my last thing because I do have to go to work. Um, if you've ever read the book uh, My Sister's Keeper oh yeah I absolutely hated the ending she should have died and when the movie had her die I was like that's how the book should have ended thank (laughs) god somebody Um, had their senses I also highly recommend I, Tanya which didn't get nominated for for much it had a couple Um, it did win Best Supporting Actress Um, what's about Tanya Hardy I don't know who that is what from the Olympics when we were children, she took out the kneecap, or well, her boyfriend took out the kneecap of one of the other skaters. Nope, I, I've never been a sports guy, so that's why I enjoy curling because I don't really think it's well, a sport. Figure skating, is figure skating, Kurt. Is figure There's a difference. Skating? Okay, my definition for sport is it involves some sort of ball, puck, or something that has to be moved. Yeah, curling has a puck. Yes, that's a sport, kind of. But anything that is not like that, like running, marathoning, uh, skating, swimming, rowing, are what I would consider activities. Okay. Healthy activities. But not- even if you're not a sports guy, watch Itania. Okay. It's nuts. And the crazy thing is, it's not an exaggeration. Is it like um, uh, Blazing Glory or whatever that No, is? no, no, no. It's, this is all... Serious. All, it all happened. No, it's not necessarily serious. It's pretty funny. Okay. But 
Oh, another movie I have to watch is Butter, because Tom said that's going to be a funny movie. Oh, Butter is pretty funny. You have that? I don't, no. Okay. I do recommend Butter. Um, all right, so we'll call it a day. We're at 40 minutes. Um, go check out these movies. And, I will. Uh, I enjoy your sandwich. I will enjoy my sandwich and my Cheez-Its. I'll probably... Uh, I need something fast because I have to be in work in 30 minutes. I thought uh, you had to be there at 1.30. 1 o'clock. Oh, 1 okay. p.m. Gotcha. Um, what's around here that's good? I don't know. You, you can cut this out. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> I think we need to hit the, hit the stop button and let you, um, let you decide this. Uh, I just had Wendy's last night, so I, I don't want anything like that. <laughs> okay. I want something healthy. I want something like maybe good chow. Is chow fast enough? No. No, they're not. No. I love chow, but they're not that fast. Love you, Carlos. I know you don't listen. But still. All right, why fantastic. am I still recording? That food's, their food's fantastic. Whenever you come over uh, and drink beer here, please buy chow. They it's don't know good. where we work for a reason. If you don't know where we work, yes. Yes. Vietnamese food is always good. Yeah. Uh, there's Especially a place in, in Fishers, Indiana called Chow off of 96th Street. And we may or may not work. Right there, two doors down. We may or may not. But yeah, they uh, they got good food. They do. Recommend the chow fries or the pho. And tip well. Because one's and tip well, yeah. Because your wife works there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag no sponsorship. <laughs> Somebody has to pay for this damn thing. Well, I'm Kurt Steiner. I'm David West. Have a good day, guys. Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. Alright, peace out everyone. Keep listening.